Welcome everybody to Been There, Watch That. I'm here with Mr. Dave and Mr. Joe, and I am Justin. We're here to review some movies. This week, 1994, Pulp Fiction, a cult classic, many call it. Uh, it's our second foray into the Quentin Tarantino world. The last one was episode number 12, Reservoir Dogs, that was picked by Dave. Uh, if you want to go back and check that out, you can check out our website, beentherewatchthat.com. Reach out on social media, BT, WT Pod. And we are on episode 53. Wow. Fiction. 53. And this is a, yeah, fan pick, so excited yeah, about we that. We spun the magical wheel and a random number pickers on this big list of stuff that's been submitted by listeners and Pulp Fiction is on there. Nice. Settled on that one. Well, I know I've seen this. It's 1994, so uh, I don't know. One of you two hadn't. Me. Joe had not. Yeah. So, yeah, you're welcome, Joe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I feel like Pulp Fiction's almost a slap to the face, uh, which is startling, but then it's kind of, like, intriguing. But anyway. Yeah. It, either of you want to do a little background? Joe, yeah. you got something? Joe? Yeah. What, yeah. You got? what you got, Joe? Come All on, right. Joe. Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield are hitmen for a penchant for philosophical discussions. In this ultra-hip, multi-strand crime movie, their storyline is inter interwoven with those of their boss, gangster Marcellus Wallace, his actress wife Mia, struggling boxer Butch Coolidge, master fixer Winston Wolfe, and a nervous pair of armed robbers Pumpkin and Honey Bunny. Mm -hmm. And here's the casting call. John Travolta plays Vincent, Vincent Vega. He's known for Saturday Night Fever, Grease, and Get Shorty. Uh, Uma Thurman. Uma, 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 yeah. okay. Uma Thurman plays Maya Wallace, or Mia Wallace. She's known for Batman and Robin and the Kill Bill movies. Samuel L. Jackson plays Jules Winfield. He's known for Captain Marvel and Snakes on a Plane. Bruce Willis is known for Butch Coolidge. And he's known for Die Hard, which you can find out in our archives. That Don't do it. Don't look, though. <laughs> Justin just brutalized. Justin, come on. Don't watch Die Hard, whatever you do. <laughs> and the sixth sense, Phil Lamar plays Marvin. He's known for Futurama, Samurai Jack, and Mad TV. And Frank Whaley plays Brett. He's known for Broken Arrow, The Doors, and Vacancy. And then we got uh, Mr. The guy from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, shoot. Tim Roth. Yes. Or, yep, him and the fixer guy. Harvey Cartel? Cartel? Yeah. Yes. Cartel, yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's interesting, little tidbits in there. Um, it says Danny DeVito, but I don't know. Executive producer, I think. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see him on the screen. I didn't either. But, you know, it's hard to tell what they sneak in there. Tarantino's pretty uh, sneaky. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is a Samuel L. Jackson movie. I forgot, but even back then, he M-effered everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of made it uh, a thing after uh, Deadpool, or not Deadpool, what's the shoot? Snakes on a Plane? No. Uh, what the other one? Hitman. Hitman. Yeah, the Hitman, he M-effered constantly, and kind of like that became his marquee. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he, he did it back in 1994, by golly. Well, that... There was over 200 f bombs dropped in this movie. 265. Yeah, 265. I couldn't remember the exact number, but I knew I read last got, night it was two. Do you guys look at the financials? No. Unreal. Really? 8.5 million to make, with 5 million going to actor salaries. Box office. You guys want to guess? 300. 213.9 million. Wow. Yeah. So huge, huge payoff on when this. When it came out, it made that much. No. Did the theaters or or the, just over uh, time. Hold on, it was here. DVD sales and all that. Also, can't forget Christopher Walken. He makes a brief appearance in yeah, flashback scene. Yeah, yeah. Okay, his worldwide. Dad's army yeah, worldwide during the theater release was two hundred thirteen million. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I. It pulled I, in nine point three million on the first <coughs> weekend. Yes, it made its money the first weekend. Yeah. So I I don't know. If I want to really open this can of worms this early, if I should just sit and wait on it. About, Talk about I got a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> this movie will bring out a lot of questions. Yeah. First one. Head bombs being dropped. Well, hold on. Let's no, back up. Hold on. Let's back up one second. So Forrest Gump in '94 was the biggest earner at 3.29, or 3. Point, yeah, 
no, three hundred and twenty nine point six million, mm-hmm. which is one of our deals. Yep. And uh, speed, true lies. So yeah. Forrest Gump, episode fifty. Yeah. Check okay. Sorry about that. So Joe, question, hit it. Okay. Was Tarantino? Uh, they, you know, we see the 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 drug exchange where they're swapping cro- cocaine. I want to mm-hmm. know one was that real cocaine, and two was Tarantino on that stuff when he made this when he thought this idea up. He's a different cat. Well, I, I know that, but man, because I've always heard of Pulp Fiction and it being this iconic movie, and after watching it, I'm like, I, I'm just I'm left scratching my head because. It's a John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson movie, but yet, biggest chunk of the movie, they're not in it. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it, I almost want to call it a fever dream. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the very end of the movie loops back to a, a brief scene at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Of them robbing a diner. Yeah. Yeah, which, okay, I, I saw that, I was like, okay, okay, now it all makes sense, it's all wrapping back together, but... Like, there's literally pieces of this movie that you could completely... I'm doing Indiana Jones on this one. Yeah. That you could literally take out... And it wouldn't matter, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Bruce Willis. If we took Bruce Willis completely out of the scene, all the the, the stuff with him... Yep. It would not change the outcome. Correct. Except you'd have... You, w- you wouldn't have two hours plus into this movie. Well... Yeah, I mean, I think that that's why when I said earlier, you know, it's like a slap in the face. It's like you're getting slapped from nine different directions at once. Yeah. You know, because it's just twist, 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 more twist, and then, oh, yeah, let's circle back and have another twist, which I thought makes it interesting. I mean, I I enjoyed the the plot twist, you know, and then, oh, completely kind of going from episode one to episode two and then back to something that could relate to episode one. I don't know. It's just crazy. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride of a movie. Kind of just multiple characters all with their own side stories that aren't necessarily connected very strongly. Yeah, that, yeah. It's just Other like, than, like, you know, obviously the main bad guy, uh, what's his name? Vincent? Vega. Vega. Rhymes yeah. or Rhymes or. Oh, Vin Rhymes. Vin Rhymes. Like, he's the, the big boss bad guy, and people kind of have to call him. From time to time, and he's at the center of other stories, but he's not. In some ways, the only connection he has is like, you know, with the dead body in the back of the car. He just calls him up, and he sends over a picture. Mm-hmm. So he's connected in that way, but only just kind of peripherally. Yeah, and and somebody else, uh, and we just mentioned him, the 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 guy in the military uniform that was talking about the watch. We just Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah. Literally take him out of the movie too. Nothing against him, but literally take him out of the movie because there was literally nothing to do with the main storyline. Mm-hmm. I could have cut him out as well. Nothing against him. Yeah, it, only his only connection was to Bruce Willis's story because it showed how how obsessed with that watch he was, so he had to go back for it. It wasn't about making this movie. Right. It was like I'm sitting there going, "Who cares?" <laughs> 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 and, and I mean, and, and I'm literally dumping on two great actors here, which is strange to think that these are two great famous actors that mm-hmm. I'm literally going, okay, we could have done away with you, we could have done away with you, and we would have gotten the same movie except a little bit shorter and would have made more sense. Maybe, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of the fun part, though. For me, it was fun because of that. Well, see, you had these side stories, and they. they I kind of walked away with maybe they're related, maybe they're not, because there's so much stuff. You know, like even when they pull pull up to the stoplight, you know, and he sees him <laughs> going across the street, and he's like, wait a minute. So it kind of ties everybody back together, almost, but not quite. See, I, I struggle with it because I have very short attention span. Yeah. So the whole time all this is going on, I'm sitting there going, okay, did I miss something? Like, did my mind wander, and right. I, I, mean, I missed something, or... So it, I find myself being more confused and, and lose, missing possible actual real information on wondering if I actually missed something beforehand. Yeah, and Uma Thurman ODing and getting stabbed with a huge needle full of adrenaline, in some ways, it just kind of ends, and it's like, okay, they had a wild night, and that's the end of it. 
Yeah. It doesn't really connect to any part of the well, story. Well, there's all kinds of little things, like Vincent Vega. Every time he goes to the bathroom, something bad happens. He went to the bathroom, Uma Thurden, been overdosed. Uh, yeah. Went to the bathroom, the diner Fresh gets shot. robbed. Uh, went to the bathroom, Butch gets a drop on him. Yeah. Yeah. Bathroom and breaks are bad news for that cat. Yeah. yeah I so, didn't think of that. Yeah, so he gets shot in the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh, but yet... It's like, and that's that's mm-hmm. it. I almost compared it to the room. It's like there's just stuff thrown together. It's like, well, why'd you do that? Well, because we can. <laughs> well, you know what? You can also set a cat on fire and run it through there, but you didn't. <laughs> Doesn't mean it it would make sense. It, it it was just like on the room where the 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 mother tells the daughter she has cancer, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's like. Why? I mean, there's just no... Welcome to Quentin Tarantino's world. Uh, I have my own issues uh, so comprehending things. I don't need him piling on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, unlike uh, Reservoir Dogs, do you remember what you rated that one? Is that a medium or a uh, I can tell you real quick. I, it's on the website. When you watched that one, though, you felt like, okay, this has much more of a kind of straight line that makes yeah, like, logical sense. Yeah, at the end of the movie... Less fever dream. Stuff. Yeah, at the end of the movie, it, it all tied together and it all made sense. It was a little goo- It was a different way of getting there, but at the end, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me pull it up here on the website. Hmm. Okay, oh, so Reservoir Dogs, it's a certified medium. We all gave it medium popcorns. You gave it an overflowing medium, and Dave and I. Oh, no, you and Dave both gave it overflowing mediums, so and I gave it just a regular medium. But yeah, with Reservoir Dogs, I felt like okay, that the little side stories and all that, yeah, it took you on a different adventure, but at the end, it all came back together and all tied together and made sense. This, I'm left scratching my head going, wait a minute. How are, you know, you got all these dots on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I have like, there's ten dots, I have seven of them connected, but these three over here, I have no idea where to connect them at. Fun fact, the F-word was dropped four more times in that movie than in this one. Really? Really? 269 in that one compared to... Huh. Snuck four more in on you. 265 <laughs> in this one. <laughs> so yeah. did you guys notice Jules' wallet, wallet that had bad mf written on it? Mm-hmm. Yes. That actually belonged to Tarantino. That does not surprise me. Yeah. It would surprise me even less if that was Samuel L. Jackson's actual wallet. <laughs> Tarantino has about a 10-minute appearance in this as well as a, a friend of uh, Jules. Where he goes to his house with a dead body in the car, and he's not too happy about it. Yeah. What did you think of Tarantino's acting? It wasn't bad. It was yeah. better than I Be- thought it believable. would be. Believable, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little over the top, somewhere. Just a, a, a smidge, but not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. So, one of my favorite questions: If someone asked you, "Okay, hey, what's you know, Pulp Fiction? What scene pops in your head?" Needle. Really? Yeah. That was done in reverse to make it look real. Really? Mm-hmm. They put it in her, and then he jerked it out, and then they reversed it, which got you the stab. It's funny. Wow. He's like. You gotta go like this. He's like three times. He's like no, not three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just once. <laughs> that was a creepy. Episode. I really like the guy that plays the drug dealer. Yeah. Oh, let me look him up. That long. Eric Stoltz. Red hair. Yeah, Lance, because he's like, are you on a cellular phone? <laughs> Who is this? Prank call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what and what? Blah blah blah. And hangs up on yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting there eating cereal, it rings Ooh. like five times. By like the seventh oh, time, like, he starts like getting that look. He's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Somebody won't. Somebody's <laughs> letting funny. it ring. Back then, you could let it ring forever. I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, you guess. Jeez Louise. Yeah, he gets up. He's like slowly walking over with his cereal in his bathroom. It's like ten rings in by then. <laughs> his grandma's like, "Who the heck is that? Who's calling at this hour?" They're all up anyway. It's like, you know, yeah. you deal drugs and you're up at 3 in the morning anyway, so. Well, the, well don't you know what the the uh, schedule is for drug dealers? 
Oh, no, I'm just saying, uh, I thought it was funny because it was like an old Archie Bunker scene. Who would be calling at 8 in the evening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's 3 a.m. and they're drug dealers, and he's eating TV watching an old comedy show. And she's worried about he's calling at that hour. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's a little interesting, the whole, that whole thing that set it up, which was uh, the main bad guy's like, hey, I'm out of town for the weekend. I need you to take my wife out on the town. Yeah, and especially with the whole rumor thing of throwing a guy out a four-story window because he massaged her feet. Yeah, it's interesting all the way around. This and there's something with feet, I guess, with Tarantino. If you look throughout all his films, he's got this big thing with with feet. Female, really, female feet. Did not notice that. Hmm. I don't know. Big cast, big cast. So, Joe, what was your prominent thing? I was looking back through the cast there in case you said it and I missed it. Uh, I've got two. I've got okay. the the apartment scene with with uh, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. That's just yeah. iconic. Yeah. And and the dancing scene with Travolta and Thurman. That's my where he does two fingers across yeah. his eyes. You know the dancing. That's that's an iconic scene for sure for me. Yeah. And that song. They had really good songs. This had a great soundtrack. But Uma told, uh, actually, she didn't like that song. When they was doing it, she's like, no, we need a different song. He hmm. said, trust me, it'll yeah, work. that's the one. Yeah. I believe it. That, I felt like the soundtrack was on the spot, on the money. But, again, that's one of those, what, them going to that diner and doing the dancing, what did that literally have? It Was it entertaining? Yes. And, and I'm going to give it a pass, but I'm sitting in the back of my mind going, well, what does actually have that have anything to do with, the story i think it kind of built up for me it built up to the drug overdose okay because he's obviously high right she's snorting coke like crazy yeah you know and it was just one of those things where you know it it spelled trouble from the beginning like he was trepidatious about going right and then you know she's alluring and pretty and you know they sit they start calling each other pet names right away yeah you know and i'm like "Uh uh-oh this cannot end good. No. Okay. So you know, that, he even goes in the bathroom while she's overdosing. He's like, listen, you're going to have one drink. You're going to get out of here, you know, yeah. go home. And, you know, that this is the play. Right. And then, you know. It's honor and. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. Loyalty. No. Yeah. got to have loyalty. Yeah. Can't be messing around. Okay. So, so now that makes more sense. See, that's why I like, that's why I like watching like stuff like this. Yeah. We can sit here and discuss and, and all my boneheaded questions. You guys are going to know it's like, it, here's how you do it. And well, like, I don't know. Oh. It's bonehead. I just, I've seen it several times. So I've had yeah. time to digest it. I think it, it takes a couple of This is one of those you got to watch three or four times and then kind of be like, oh, okay. That makes a little more well, sense. That, or, that's what I thought. Because otherwise you're just getting slapped from nine different directions. Yeah. And you can't recover. Yeah. Because at one point I'm sitting there going, okay, if I was in a movie theater watching this, I, it's one of those. Am I confused as I'll get out? Most definitely, but it's one of those. I don't think I would walk out of the theater because I want to see how it all plays out to see if it all ties together. And for the most part, it does. But there's still some strings. It's like, in my opinion, were not needed. I think yeah. the conversations between the two hitmen, Travolta and Jackson, are pretty entertaining. And, yes, and carry the movie in a. In a way that you wouldn't want to take that out, or else the movie would be. If they would have had more of that and less Bruce Willis, right. I would have been, mm-hmm. yeah, way more entertained. Because that's just uh, Royale with cheese, and then Royale. Yeah, yeah, they have arguments about like you know because they see things differently. So like Travolta's like, you know, you don't give a massage to a, yeah, it man. means something. Yeah, another or yeah, just back and forth of oh, it doesn't mean anything, or no, that's messed up. It's like, well, he shouldn't get thrown out of windows. Like, yeah, I agree, but yeah, he had to have known something bad was gonna happen. It was interesting. It was different. It wasn't a yeah. bunch of one-liners, or it wasn't, you know, arguing back and forth. It was just like, okay, this is an interesting conversation. I'd like to sit and just watch this play yeah. out. I mean, it it was different enough that it was intriguing. Because they come up to the apartment door, and he's like, "What time is it?" And then. Like okay, we got a couple minutes to kill, so they go over and it pans over, and then they continue the conversation a little bit longer. Yeah, like that, just that little—that's a unique thing you don't see in movies. No, where you're expecting them about to go in, but then they go talk a little bit. Yeah, like oh, we're early. It's almost like a meeting. It's like you know we're early for our appointments. Let's just wait. We don't want to look too early. Yeah, that was 
to me something that was super unrealistic, but I guess I'll give it a pass. The fact that they could shoot like 20 shots in an apartment complex. Yeah. And nobody even, yeah. Bat an eye. And just scream at the top of their lungs like that's not going to get the cops there in like five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Did So when Samuel L. Jackson fired the first shot, did he actually hit the guy on the couch or did he just shoot near the guy on the couch? I thought he hit him because the yeah, guy didn't move, him. yeah. Like, yeah, because I didn't. Well, I, I didn't know if, like, he hit him or if, like, the guy was just too scared to move yeah, at that point. It looked kind of weird. It didn't... It, yeah. It was a little, yeah, vague what was going on there, but... I mean, there was no doubt that they got the guy in the chair. I mean, that was... <laughs> so, yeah. did did we ever find out what was in the briefcase? No, it's all speculation. Could be gold, could be uh, Marcellus's soul. You know, it's kind of magical because they all stare at it. Yeah, and you can see this little green and they're transfixed or, or golden by, light yeah. come out of it. And they're transfixed by it. <laughs> so kind of crazy. Now, something like that, I find that I, I found interesting. It's like that you, you leave that little question mark of there's something about value in the briefcase. Everybody wants to know what it is, but yet mm-hmm. we, we as an audience never know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, which, I mean, you know, that's starts the the talking starts the little easter egg hunting for these movies so tarantino's a master dad i think yes the other debate the two were having was whether or not it was a miracle or not that they weren't killed by the guy that oh yeah yeah burst out some guy that's probably never shot a gun in his life ran out and fired like five or six shots at him and Mm -hmm. missed them they're like looking behind them there's bullet holes in the walls behind them they're like we should be dead yeah there's a couple of those bullet holes i'm going i'm calling bunk on it's like yeah. Some of those I can are see going between their heads, but yeah, the ones that are like in the midsection is like there's no possible way it would have curved around you, pal. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But Travolta's thing was, yeah, it happens. I mean, it's very odd, but it's not impossible. And, <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson has this come to Jesus moment kind of. Yeah, he's like, this is a calling it. card, man. <laughs> it's a sign. It's like a sign. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Again, the the banter back and forth between those two phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If they would have get had given us more of that and less of Bruce Willis and his shenanigans, I would have been on board for I that. I think Jackson, there was somebody else that was being considered, and he kind of had to step up. And he had to go back for a second it, one, yeah. Make his case. yeah. Second call, and they had uh, hold on, I saw that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a white guy too, um, which totally changes it. Seems like for which one Th- that was going to be Jules. Oh, well, I've, I've got the list here. So, if you got whenever you guys are ready for, uh, yeah, would you ahead. rather? Yeah, well, I'm looking here to okay. see who else was. Okay, so you want you do you want me to start with Jules? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so for would you rather? Would you rather have uh, Samuel L. Jackson or Lawrence Fishburne? I think Samuel L. Jackson. Justin. Yeah, he's got that weird kind of unhinged energy that works well in this movie, but not that Lawrence couldn't pull it off, maybe. But Here's an he's interesting... He's a bit more of a loose cannon, I think, which is what you want. I, I like Samuel Jackson's voice, you know, and that whole, like the whole uh, Ezekiel speech in the apartment stuff. He just pulls that off. What about Eddie Murphy? No. Nope. No, Eddie Murphy's not a hitman guy. What about Charles S. Dutton? Don't know. I've had to Google uh, him. He played in Rudy and Crocodile Dundee 2. Oh, uh, no way. No way? Nope. And what about Michael Beach? Nope. He played in First Sunday, Third Watch, Deep Blue Sea 2, Ruby Bridges. Mm, nah. And that's that's all I have for uh, Jules. Now for uh, Vincent Vega. Would you rather have John Travolta or James Gandolfini? Hmm. I I still gotta go Travolta. Travolta's kind of laid back, cool thing. The same thing you kind of see in Get Shorty. Yeah, but he also did The Sopranos, though. John Travolta did? No, uh, James. Oh, yeah, but I mean, Travolta, I don't know. He just kind of got that look. Like the whole, 
And I know you didn't like the the Royale with cheese conversations, but I thought he just. Oh no, I love those. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I just I kind of thought that that uh you know Travolta pulled those off right with again just kind of a little bit menacing, but you know I don't know. I thought yeah, I liked him in it. And when they go into the apartment, he just kind of hangs back, lets uh, yeah. Jackson do all the talking, and he's just kind of the, okay, what's that guy up to yeah. lurking around in the corner? Yeah, he's moseys around, yeah. rolls up his cigarettes, yeah. does drugs, nothing yeah. new to him. I was right. a little surprised what that whole scene where he's like, can I shoot up here? But yeah. The hitman that's like shooting up heroin. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little, hmm. that came out of nowhere, kind of. I thought he was maybe just there to pick it up for his boss or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. What about Alec Baldwin? No way. <laughs> that was quick. Dave? I agree with Justin. I mean, he kind of has the same look as Travolta, the dark hair, you know, piercing gaze, but nah. What about Andy Garcia? No. Mm. No. What about... He doesn't have that creep factor of yeah. being able to... Yeah, he's a little bit too well put together, I think. Yeah, I agree. What about Michael Keaton? No, definitely not. Mm, nah. He's a comedy guy. Uh, Dennis Quaid? Mm. Boy, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd say maybe. Yeah, maybe. In the right circumstance, if Quaid pulled it together, yeah. If he can channel his like dark side. And... Sh- Sean Penn. Maybe. Yeah, definitely Sean Penn could. He could pull it off. Although he's a little guy. Travolta's kind of tall. I think you got to have somebody that's bigger. Okay, now I, I really mm-hmm. want to see what your guys thought on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Carradine. I don't know who that is. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, nah. Nope. As soon as I seen it, I was like, why? Why? I mean. <laughs> yeah, no. I thought he did great work in Revenge of the Nerds, and I'm going, really? He was, he was the... The, an option for John Travolta. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to book Butch Coolidge, Mickey Rourke. Yeah. I think, like you said, that yeah. character could come or go. So you know, as long as you had somebody that looked like a boxer, looked a little mm-hmm. tough in there. Yep. Mickey, <clears throat> Mickey might work. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, nah, too much, too much. Matt Dillon. No, too nice. Nicholas. I know he did the Born Ultimatums, but he does, he has a that's, boyish face, you know what I mean? Right. That's Damon, though, right? Yeah, that's Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. Oh, Matt oh, Dillon. Dillon is, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Matt Dillon, I got gotcha. you. The Outsiders. Nah, still too much of a boyish yeah, doesn't, demeanor. doesn't quite pull off the boxer look, I don't think. And it's got to be a boxer that's willing to screw over a mob boss. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I'm sick of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Justin? His slow talk and just, nah. 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 Okay. If anything, maybe he could pull off the, the other guy, Vincent. But probably not as well as nah. Travolta. What about Johnny Depp? Nope. Nope. Too much Pirates of the Caribbean in him. And he's too little. <laughs> little and skinny. Okay, so moving on to Mia Wallace. Jennifer Aniston. Nope. That way. Too pretty. I don't know. I think she could pull it off. Nah. If Not anybody could, because I think she she could have the attitude. I mean, to you pull have to off. be married to a, a mob guy that throws people out of four story windows. And do drugs in the bathroom. And do like, drugs in the bathroom. Yeah. I, she just Jennifer Aniston's too nice. She's not creepy enough. Like ah. Uma Thurman kind of brought that sketchy dark side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I I could. I'd like to see her try that. Yeah. I just, she's too nice. Too smiley. Uh. Meg Ryan. Nah. nah. Uh, Daryl Hannah? No, same thing as Jennifer Anson. Daryl Hannah. Yeah, too nice. Uh, Steel Magnolias, Kill Bill movies? Uh, yeah, nah. No thanks. Okay, what about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Now, this one had the uh, opportunity to do it, but had to turn it down because of another project they was already working on, a famous project you guys know. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Julia Louise Drivers. No, gosh, no. She had to turn it down because of Seinfeld. Yeah. And she's goofy and quirky and little. No. No, that's crazy, though. I could see, like, Kim Basinger from 8 Mile. Okay. But that's about it. So And Uma Thurman had to be talked into it, right? Didn't she turn it down? Yeah, yeah, she turned it down at first and then the and, uh, came back around. Quentin like, had to call her up and say, yeah, like, no, listen, you want this. Yeah, what a good choice. Oof. So now moving on to Pumpkin. Here we go again. Johnny Depp. Maybe. You think Johnny Depp could play Pumpkin? If he was a little less famous, because it'd be hard to not see Johnny Depp. Well, this was 90... What'd you say, 94? 94. So this would have been before Pirates of the Caribbean. True, true. This would have been after Edward Scissorhands, so... I kind of... I really like Tim Roth in it. But, I mean, I, Johnny Depp could probably pull it off. But Tim Roth, with a little bit of a British accent, mm -hmm. I thought was unique and kind of made him stand out. And I liked his demeanor. But I, I could see Johnny Depp maybe filling in. What about Christian Slater? Yeah, definitely Christian Slater. And just because the reaction I got the last time... Nicholas Cage. No. Gosh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I think he could do it. I mean, this is kind of a minor role. I could, I could much rather see him in the role of Pumpkin than I could the boxer. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'd have a better shot at this one. But Yes. Yeah. Okay. Justin? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so let's go on to Honey Bunny. Uh, let me look here. I'm going to say no to everybody you say just because... That lady, Amanda Plummer, can pull off crazy, psychotic, crazy lady like nobody's business. Like, even from her first line when she stands up, I'm going to kill every MF one of you. You know, I was I believed her. It's like, yep, just enough crazy in that box to turn some heads. <laughs> what about Patricia Arquette? Nope. Nah. Okay. Uh, Lily Taylor? Who's that? Uh, she played in The Haunting, Mystic Pizza, Outer Range, Dog oh, Fight. Oh, no, no. No, I, I think her spastic look and speech mm -hmm. was a home run for somebody like that that just doesn't care. I mean, they're talking about robbing liquor stores and <laughs> banks and, and, you know, why not coffee shops? And, you know, her just all over the place demeanor sold mm -hmm. me. I was like, yeah, that lady would turn on and say, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> What about uh, Jennifer Jason Lee? Nope. Too nice. I agree. Uh, Bridget Fonda? Nope. Okay, let me see here. Phoebe Cates? Uh, Fast Time to Reach Mont no, Drop Dead no. Fred? No. Okay, and last but certainly not least, Marissa Tomei. No, definitely not. I was going to say, I could see her in maybe the Mia role. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Justin, do you think she could pull off... Uh... Nope. No way. Yeah, I, I think they missed the mark on that one. I think they had her try for the wrong role. I think she would have yeah. been a better Mia than, than a Honey Bunny. Yeah, oh, definitely. Although, I mean, I think she could have carried Honey Bunny... But like I said, there's just an extra layer of crazy that it would need. That yeah, I could much see her. I could see her rather being drugged out than than crazy. Yeah, man. They had that guy from the mask. He was the bad guy in the mask, and they pull him in to do some crazy stuff in the basement. Hey, yeah, Zed. What? That's. I feel kind of bad for him if that's the role you're able to get. Is <laughs> redneck rapist guy is like messed up. Well, that whole scene kind of just comes out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. they're having a fight. They go in and you think, oh, yeah, they're going to, you know, fix this. <laughs> it's like, hey. What the calls, heck? Calls Ed. <laughs> Who's that? What do we got here? You know, and then get the gimp. What an idea to come up with. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm telling you guys, that was real cocaine that they was using, yeah. and Tarantino oh. was on it when he wrote this up. Yeah, I mean, what just craziness. Because <laughs> there is no human being breathing natural air that can come up with this fever dream. 
uh, Bruce Willis's character, do you think, like, he's about to go out the door and leave the guy who's been trying to track him down and kill him down mm-hmm. in the basement. Do you think, in his mind, he was like, if I go save him, that's going to get me off the hook? Do you think he was able to see that far ahead, or was it just out of the goodness of his heart sort of thing? And I think he just, you don't, you so couldn't leave a human being in that situation. Right. Like, oh, I wonder man. if the wheels were turning a little bit though. Yeah, maybe asking for a little mercy on the so maybe he'll deal. stop trying to track me down and kill me if I save him. Which is how it worked out, but wasn't guaranteed it was gonna work out that way. He could have just turned around and shot him. So Joe, not seeing this before, what did you think he was getting when they said get the gimp? Bring out the gimp. At this point I had no idea. Because the scene you look you look back behind him and you can see a guy go back there and he's opening up a chest. Did yeah. You, it, was there any part of your mind that thought that there was a person in there? At this point, I didn't know what to expect because at this point, there's been so many twists and turns and just stuff coming out of nowhere. It's like, I, I, at that point, I was just along for the ride. I was just waiting hmm. to, <laughs> wait to see what was behind door number two. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I don't know. It's such a crazy deal. But, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Twist, stuff, twists and turns, man. Twists and turns. Certain stuff definitely, as you're re-watching it for the third or fourth time, I'm like, okay, now I remember. But other stuff, but still, it takes multiple times watching it to be like, uh, okay. I think so. Joe, would you watch it again to catch all the little things or no? I think I'd have to be in the mood for it. Now, I don't think it's one of those... It's not one of the... I haven't gotten full grasp on it to the point like if I flipped through the TV and saw it like halfway through, I wouldn't sit down and watch it halfway through. It's one of those I would have to catch it at the beginning and be in the mood for it to go, okay, I've got time to sit down and, and, and pay attention and process this because other than that, it, it's... It's not. It's one of those. It's hard to just flip on and watch. It's one of those I'd have to pay attention now. If I watch it four or five times, yeah, I could probably and that by that point, hopefully, have a better understanding of it and and just be able to flip it on anywhere and go. Okay, yeah, go, this is where we're at and this is where we go from here. So back to the the gimp scene when Bruce Willis turns to go back and he grabs. You know, first he grabs the claw hammer i think then he's like no no baseball bat and then he's like chainsaw and he kind of looks at it and he's like okay uh yeah samurai sword it's kind of like a mini arms race there going on <laughs> you know bugs bunny style uh upgrades yes <laughs> <laughs> it's those little things like that that i enjoyed i was just like yeah <laughs> you can see the wheels hurt baseball but yeah no chain chainsaw wait a yeah. uh, and then it's like ta-da samurai sword yeah, it's a, it, you almost expect the light that's coming out of the briefcase mm-hmm. to be right behind it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think guess that was Tarantino's like homage to he was tipping his hat to like three different of his favorite movies. Like I think uh, American Psycho, maybe there was a yeah a hammer or something. I don't know, but I saw something about that. Yeah. Chainsaw is Texas Chainsaw. Mystery. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Just roll see those. Yeah, it's funny to kind of refer to Russell's old room downstairs there. What the heck is that about? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's weird, too, though, is, like, uh, there's no law enforcement in any of this. Like, you don't ever see a policeman anywhere. Like you said, shots in an apartment, mm-hmm. no police. You know, shots a on whole, the street. Yeah, a whole scene street. shootout, and, yeah, just kind of crazy. Uh, pedestrian gets, like, shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes shows up. Huh. Well, after watching this, this kind of makes me want to switch gears a little bit and stay with something from 90s or earlier instead of fast-forwarding to 2022. Plus, Dave, it sounded like you weren't super big on the Batman. Nah, you know. 
Um, we'll do whatever. I've never gotten into those kind of movies, so it's one of those deals. Maybe I should, but I don't know. So thinking back, a couple of the lines that I liked. I like it when Marcellus gets control of the scenes, you know, in the bottom of the pawn shop area. He's like, I'm going to bring in a couple of hard-hitting fellas with pliers and a blowtorch. Get medieval on your butt. Yeah, that's got to be the biggest line ever. About yeah, to get medieval. The medieval thing has always stuck with me. Yeah. So, kind of neat how, I don't, I don't know, there's so many little things in there, you know, and then like when Butch goes back and gets his lady and he's like, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah. And they ride off. Yeah. I don't know. A lot, lot of twists and turns, a lot of stuff to keep up with, and a lot of different plots that play out. Uh, did you guys have any idea when it, the movie was, like, done that that's how it was going to play out? Well, once I saw um, Jules and Vincent walk into the diner, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're back to how this going to It end. did hit me like, oh, yeah, this is going to be... What did you think of the Pop-Tarts and the shooting in the apartment with uh, Butch and Jules? Or not Jules, Butch and Vincent Vega. <laughs> and he's reading a book. He's got a book in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, taking a big dump. Oh, what? My first thought was, how terrible of a hitman are you to do that? Yeah, just leave your gun laying on the counter and go to the bathroom read a book. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it goes back to, he gets shot, but literally the next scene he's standing. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny part, I thought, you know, he's had kind of these breaks the whole time. He's kind of like a bumbling knucklehead. You know, he shoots the kid in the back of the car on accident. He's like, I don't know, it just went off, you know, hit a bump, or, you know. <laughs> and he's shooting up heroin, like you said, Joe, in his drug dealer's apartment, and then takes the boss's wife out and breaks every rule he told himself not to break. So, yeah, he kind of walked into that. And the bad bathroom scenes for him all the way around. <laughs> I did not catch that little tip of it yet. You're absolutely right. I, it's it, it's kind of funny that every time he goes to the bathroom, something mm -hmm. bad happens. Yeah. And at one point in his life, when he realized, like, is this a reoccurring thing, or is it <laughs> just like happened circumstance, like these like, these recent times? Because at some point, like, if I would start seeing a pattern, every time I go to the bathroom, something bad happens. It's like, forget it. I'll just yeah. use the restroom outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adult diapers from now on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny stuff. All right, you guys ready to rate this baby? Hard to uh, recommend this to anybody. You'd have to know that. Yeah, they have to be able to take two hundred sixty-five yeah. f bombs. <laughs> yeah, and yes. a lot of violence, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. Drug use. Drug yeah. use. Yeah, I mean it's an adult movie. Crazy. <laughs> Is there? Uh, you guys ready to rate it up? Sure. Sure. Joe, you're the you're the first time watcher, so you have to go. Oh man! Wow. That's the okay. rules. So, there, watch that. so so here's here's why <laughs> I'm basing. There's the rules. <laughs> yeah. So here here's what I'm basing this on. Yeah. If if they would have cut out Bruce Willis mm -hmm. and, and that whole nonsense and would gave us more uh, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta's banter back and forth, it would have been phenomenal. Yeah. And with my short attention span and these little fever dreams side stories, uh. Reservoir Dogs, I was able to follow along. This made absolutely no sense. So on this one, i got to give it... I'm, I'm being gracious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm giving it... A gracious a, small. No, no, I'm just going to point out. Explosions, gunshots, you know. That's why I'm not giving it a burn. <laughs> <laughs> Havoc reeked left and right. I, it's an overflowing small for me, guys. Yeah. I understand that. Like, yeah. I, th I agree with Justin. This movie's... You gotta have kind of that particular taste, you know, and be okay with the violence, okay the bad language, the drugs. Well, and that's not not being connected and going yeah. nowhere. Well, and the drugs the and the violence and all that, I had zero issues with that. That's what's crazy <laughs> is like I had zero issues with that. It's just like this nonsense fever dream stuff that yeah. I just. I think kind of the, I don't know. I think what people like about it is just the weird conversations and mm. the, the little peaks. It's the, entertaining behind the curtain. Uh, to yeah. That's, it's a large for me. I'm going large. Really? It, yeah, because of all those little twists and turns and peaks behind the curtains, you know, and, and like it, the whole, uh, you know, we're going to get medieval on your butt, you know, just those little things that, you know, we're going to get blowtorch and pliers. This seemed to be uh, an extreme pain. Yeah. MF right here. Yeah, yeah, you know. This very short life. That's about the Sam, Samuel L. Jackson's uh, speech, you know, the whole diner scene. 
I just think this is all tied together for me and made it interesting. I was entertained. He's uh, I don't know, he's very good in a lot of his other movies that like creating this tension. Like he's not afraid to just zoom in on people's faces and mm-hmm. keep a conversation going yeah. for like five straight minutes, which could be boring if in a different context. But I don't know. He's able to create these weird, crazy characters and create these these spaces for them to just have these conversations that are. And he did the same thing in Reservoir Dogs. They would go off mm-hmm. on a tangent, oh, yeah. and it would be a conversation about the dumbest thing in the world. But yeah. but yet you're worked. still entertained. Yeah. yeah, tied it together. Yeah. Uh, I'll go large as well. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought this yeah. might wow. go the other direction. Now, for me, um, Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorite Ooh, Tarantino ones. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. So I think with that one, I'm getting into like overflowing large range. But this one... I can understand why it's considered by some to be his masterpiece and a cult classic because it is just, it's a, a bold step artistically the way to make a, a new type of gangster movie and yeah. crim- crime movie. But I understand what Joe's saying too that uh, maybe Bruce Willis was unnecessary and it just totally, uh, totally that, a, a side story that went nowhere. It's one of those, if I go back and watch it again, my rating might change, but I'm just basing off of a first-time view. And because and I found myself asking my, uh, posing this question to myself, I was like, okay, if I actually paid movie money for this and sent a movie theater, mm-hmm. would I walk out? And I'm going, no, because I really want to see the end, if it all, if it all <laughs> makes sense See how it ties together, yeah. Yeah, if it makes sense and how well it does. So, uh, Glorious Bastards, Justin, does it, Float more towards Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction, or is it a complete cat of its own? Well, everything comes to a head at the end, in a, uh, even though there are side stories going on. Right. It's less jumping around. But is it more like it all makes sense, like Reservoir Dogs, or more of a fever dream, like Pulp Fiction, or is it just completely its own? Yeah, thing? definitely not a fever dream. It's it's pretty linear for the most part. But, uh, the characters all come together in some way. Shape or form later. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good ratings. So, its next pick is Justin's. Pick. Justin. Yeah. So and, you, and you threw out, you threw down the Batman. I've had a change of heart. But now you're going to change it. Yeah. Nope. Don't change it because of me. Just well, because I'm not into it. Well, no, because I, I would do it just for spite. Well, I just mean, <laughs> it, yeah. It doesn't mean it's not good for me yeah. to get outside my. Comfort zone. I had a friend that said it's good, but he's really into all those types of movies. Then I did a little looking around on IMDb, and some people were saying this is overrated as heck. I don't know why people are saying this is good. This stinks. And it's three hours. And I mean, part of it was just like, okay, this is streaming now on HBO, so that's an easy one to pick. And it could be interesting. But I think I've changed my tune a little bit, and I want to. I don't want to go brand new movie. I want to. Explore around in this these older movies range. Here um, comes another The General. <laughs> Here we go, The General Two, the now, sequel. We've been kicking around The Godfather, and yeah. that's that's one that I'm interested in. Don't don't mean to steal it from Dave, but that's okay. Um, have you guys seen Rounders? Yes. No. That's a good very one. good. I think that I don't know. I was thinking that the other day, just because it's such a good movie. I thought pretty good chance Joe may have not have seen it. Very good. So what movie is it? Rounders. It has uh, Matt Damon and uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton. Yeah, I think it's one of Edward Norton's bests. Yeah. Okay. It looks like it's on HBO Max, so it might be Hulu. Really? Completely within our realm. Yep. HBO Max, Hulu. Yep. Right here. Well, Hulu you had to have a uh, subscription. Yeah. Uh, so. I got HBO Max through my yeah. phone. So Justin, you have HBO Max as well, right? Yep. Okay. okay. Let's so go with that. Okay. Rounders. I just, like it. I, I haven't just seen that for added a while. it to my watch list. Haven't seen that for a while, but it's a good movie. Yeah, there's so many question marks when I did a little bit of digging on the Batman, but a three-hour stinker, I just would be, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take that risk. I want to go with something I know is solid. Yeah, unfortunately, I've, I've read mixed reviews on the Batman as well, and I love a good Batman movie. Like, there are very few Batman movies I'll dump on, and I'm... And I'm about I'm a little shy on watching this one because it it I've heard mixed reviews on it. Right. 
Yeah, people saying this is the emo Batman. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because, like, the only Batman movies I had... Now, I never did watch um, The Dark Knight Rises, but I love The Dark Knight. Yep. Uh, Batman Begins, I could have done without it and uh, Batman Returns. The only two I really... I just watched Batman Returns for the first time a month or two ago. To say you wanted to watch Batman. Oh, which one is that one? Who's Batman? Uh, that's Michael Keaton with uh, Danny DeVito as uh, Penguin. Ah. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Interesting. Rounders. I'm excited. I like it. Yeah. I'm glad to hear the streaming. Yeah. That's the hard part. Some of these older movies are so hard to find. You know, I got a list of older movies I want to get in here, but can't do it. Joe, I really want Stroke Race for you, buddy. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, NASCAR. I think you'll love it. I'm going to say that. That sounds right up my alley. I know. We might have to pay for that one. Yeah. Tell you what, if you can find it for next week, that'll be my pick. Well, I'm looking right now, and I'm Stroke not Race. seeing it. But that doesn't mean by the time next week comes around that it won't become available somewhere else. Yeah. See what you can do, man. That'll be my pick if you can find it, and I, I really think you'll like it. Well, it has Gomer Powell in it, so I mean, yeah, it's yeah. got to be. That's what I mean. It's it's right up your alley. Bart Reynolds and Gomer Powell in the same movie now. What what could possibly go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> it's got two tall Jones and uh, a couple other famous characters. It's pretty good. Stroke race. Yeah, I'm behind. I, I, I don't Born even have, race. I don't even have my uh, next pick up. Well, I, mean, I got a list of them that I just can't find. You know, and that's yeah. driving me nuts. Well, I'm fine. I finally drained the pool on my What About Bob lineup. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good show this week, gentlemen. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. From the fans' choice deal, and then Justin's laying down rounders. Matt Damon, Edward Norton. Oh yeah, solid. Yep, I like it. I'm excited. And then Joe, you're gonna track down Stroke Race for me because I'm pulling yes. that one just for you, buddy. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> I will see what I can do. Okay. All right. Well, close us out. All right. So for all the news and reviews, check out our website, beentherewatchthat.com. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at BTWT Pod for all that. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Been there, watch that. We're on all the major platforms, and every episode is hosted by Anchor.fm. Okay, so for Been There, Watch That, we have, as Justin says, Been There, Watch That. And we'll be back next week, so everybody join us for Rounders. All right, everybody have a great week. We'll be back. <laughs>